Hello, my name's Sam Harris and welcome back to my YouTube channel. This is the second episode of the book of Ephesians. And so we're going to have you open up to chapter 2 and we're going to be going through Ephesians chapter 2. And this is going to be very insightful and it's going to be very practical to help you living a godly life when you understand what we have in our relationship with Jesus. So open up your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 2. We'll get right in and it will be life transforming. Father, thank you for this time to get in your word. I pray that everybody that hears me would be transformed by the power of your word, Lord, that you would touch them right where they are, that they would receive the living word of God, and that it would dwell in them richly, and they would never look the same, but they would bear your image every day, Father. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. So receive that prayer. And we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Once you were dead, past tense, because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, verse 2. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world obeying the devil. So he just said that the rest of the world's obeying the devil and you used to live that way. You used to live in sin like the rest of the world. The world is living in sin. The world's lost. They don't know God. They need God. But they don't know it because they're living in bondage to Satan. The commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. So it's not just you. It says that Satan is the one at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. You have to understand it's not just flesh. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers in the unseen world. It's either the spirit of God propelling the thing, or it's the spirit of the world, the spirit of Satan trying to lead you into his will. And then there's God who's trying to lead you into his will. And whoever you submit to will control what power will be at work within you. Hallelujah. But you have to understand that the rest of the world is obeying the devil and they're being disobedient to God. doesn't matter if you're in the church and you call yourself a Christian. If you live in sin still, you are living according to Satan's will for your life and Satan is your master. But God comes that we might be set free from the power of Satan to serve God. So remember that. Verse 3. All of us used to live that way. I used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. So it's saying, you used to be like that. And what does that do? It makes us grateful and happy and we glorify God for what he's done in our lives. But also it gives us a holy fire to go snatch people out of darkness and bring them into light. Because it's saying that they're subject to God's anger. The people who are still living in the sin are subject to God's anger. But we used to live like that. And now we're objects of God's mercy. And it's been revealed his kindness and patience toward, Paul says, even the worst of sinners. I used to be a wicked sinner, but God saved me and made me a saint. Now we go snatch people who are living in deep darkness and, and we see the power of God transform them into saints, followers of Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 4, But God is so rich in mercy 
And he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by grace that you have been saved. We didn't discern it, deserve it. We couldn't have earned it. But God gave it to us anyway when we pulled it down by our faith. It's by grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united to Christ Jesus. So the question then remains is, are you, the listener, united to Christ Jesus? Are you abiding in the teachings of Christ, which is to abide in Christ, which is Christ is your Lord and you obey the Lord? Or do you still obey self and live in sin? If you still obey self and live in sin, you need to repent and turn to God to receive cleansing and then you will be united with Christ. Christ's death is your death too. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. When you die to sin, that is the symbol of Christ's death on the cross. He died to sin once for all. Now you are to, for the life that he lives, he lives to God. So now you are to die to sin and live for God. Hallelujah. It's not just about getting your sins forgiven and covered. No, it's about God obliterating the sin in your life and Christ coming and taking away the sin. Behold the Lamb of God that doesn't forgive the sin of the world, takes the sin of the world away, takes away the sin of the world. So Jesus came to take away your sin. Jesus, This is the reason the Son of God was made manifest, that he might destroy the work of the devil. So that's why Jesus comes into your life, to obliterate any bondage or any work that Satan has brought into your life. He comes and obliterates it. Hallelujah. He removes it. Verse 7. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. So the invitation is open for everybody, but only when we believe do we access the grace. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. We could have never worked enough to earn it. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. Now get this. This is what grace is. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. He has created us anew. We're brand new creations in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long to go. He didn't leave us bound. It says we're God's masterpiece. We're not God's wretch. We're not still that filthy, wretched sinner we used to be. God made us brand new in Christ Jesus, setting us free from sin. Those things you used to live in, now you live in holiness. God, that was God's plan for you from ages past to be <clears throat> united with Christ and walking in a holy manner. Hallelujah. So we can do the good works that God planned for us to walk into long ago. Oh, that's amazing. Receive that. Verse 11, don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision, even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts. And just for the record, don't be happy that you've been baptized if you're still living in sin. It, did, it obviously didn't take because the baptism of repentance for the remission of sin. If you're still living in the sin, where's the forgiveness? If the sin hasn't been taken away, 
and the bondage broken in your life, you're not walking in forgiveness. So come to the light, live in the light, and Jesus will cleanse you from all unrighteousness, and he will give you the power to overcome any bondage in your life. He will destroy it and that so that every temptation that you face, you will be able to overcome by the blood and, and receive the Spirit. Drawing near to the throne of grace, God will give you the power to overcome every temptation because Jesus can sympathize with our weakness, but he cannot sympathize with our failure. So he's calling us to receive the power to overcome every time in every trial and temptation. Verse 12, In those days you were living apart from Christ. In those days you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promises God made to them. You lived in this world without God and without hope. And that was what we, how we were living before we received Jesus and were transformed into new creations. Is We lived in the filthy bondages and by the world system. And we, we did the things that the world loves to do. Sinning and never getting your fulfillment of sin because sin can't be fulfilled in your life. No matter how much sin you have, no matter what level, it will never fulfill your soul because that's not why you were created. It's like it's like putting water in a gas in a in in the the tank of your, your the gas tank in your car. It's not going to run because it wasn't made to run on water. Just like we weren't made to run on sin. We were made to live in purity and holiness united to God our creator. So understand if if you're living in depression and anxiety and you're always stressed out, you're not living for why you're here. That's why you're not receiving grace to live every day. God wants to grace you to do whatever he's called you to do, that it flows effortlessly and you're doing it in communion with the Lord. And it's there's always temptation to step out of that, but receive the life to carry out what God wants you to do on your job, anywhere you go in your relationships, to bear Jesus's image and to always have the right response to everyone who needs the life-giving words that you have to give. Hallelujah. Verse 13. But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. And that's the power of the blood. It reconciled us back to Jesus. It reconciled us back to God by Christ's sacrifice on the cross. The blood of Jesus united us with Jesus. Now we're of a different bloodline. Now we worship God in spirit and in truth, washed, cleansed from all sin and, and, and the power that sin had over us, died when we died with Christ. Now we live in the freedom of God's grace, and that's the glory of it all. We could have never made ourselves right with God, and we could have never been able to stop sinning without Christ's sacrifice because he, he broke the power of sin when he died on the cross. And then when we receive it by faith, the power of sin gets broken in our lives. And now we get to walk in the freedom of God's grace and we've been brought near by the blood of Christ and that's why we glorify his name every single day for the sacrifice that he made for us. He made a way. His blood made a way. Verse 14. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of the law with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people 
from the two groups, one new people from the two groups. Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross, and our hostility toward each other was put to death. Amen. Verse 17, he brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him. We used to live far away from the Lord. And peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. Christ made the way himself so that now we can enter into the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, Hebrews says. And, and it says here, we can both enter into a relationship with the Father by the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit we can enter into the presence of God because of what Jesus has done for us. Verse 19, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Now I want to go back to verse 21. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. God, whenever the Holy Spirit enters a vessel, a person, and individually we're all temples of the Lord, and together we are the temple of the Lord. Whenever the Holy Spirit enters a person, and you'll know when the Holy Spirit enters you, is he sanctifies you. He purifies you. He gives you desires you didn't have in your flesh. There's fleshly desires, and then there's the desires of the Spirit, and they wage war against each other. If you're controlled by your flesh, you're still of the devil. You're still serving Satan. You need set free by the Spirit. But if you, if you put to death the misdeeds of the flesh and live according to the Spirit, you can be sure that you're living in Jesus and the Bible says where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Okay? So God wants to set you free from any bondage that you are trapped in today. Any bondage. Sexual sin, lust, alcoholism, drug addiction, depression, anxiety, any sin in the Bible, God wants to set you free from now. So I say receive the freedom now by the blood of Jesus, by faith in what Jesus did for you on the cross, by breaking the power of sin. Do not let sin control you another day, but receive the life-giving power of the Spirit to carry out what God has called you to do. Because if God gives you a command, he'll always give you the power to obey his commands. He wants you in relationship with him. That's why he sent Jesus to make peace. But if you don't receive the offering, God's wrath still remains on you. And I want, I want to see you make heaven. I want to see you live in victory over sin while you're here and then, and then be glorified with Jesus at his return. I don't want to see you condemned with the wicked. So receive that and walk it out. Enjoy the fellowship of the Lord. Throw all your old life away. Throw the sin, throw the bad music, throw the bad movies, throw the everything that held you in bondage away. 
and receive the Spirit and start to follow the Lord. Deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus. Jesus will take you from from preaching about partying to preaching about the blood of Jesus setting people free from partying in sin. Jesus will take you from being a filthy um, a person who lives in filth and lust and sexual immorality and pornography, and he will make you a holy vessel to preach his gospel. That's what he wants to do with you today. So receive that and live on fire for, for the Lord. Live in the fire of the Holy Spirit. And then verse 22, and, and God says in 1 Corinthians that anybody who destroys the temple of God God will destroy. So so receive that fear of God also and implement that into your life and understand you're accountable to God. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. Understand that God is living in you by his spirit and amongst the body of believers by his spirit and steward it well because we want the spirit in greater measure, more and more, more ability to live supernaturally, more ability to see more healings, more ability to see more devils cast out, more ability to us walk in more freedom that Christ paid for at the cross. So be encouraged today. And I want to see you win. I want to see you live in victory. So be blessed and I'll see you next time in the next episode.